In this episode, Joel Irway breaks down his power offer ad campaigns and how his clients are routinely getting 400 to 600% return on ad spend, selling high ticket courses, consulting, and services. Plus, you'll also hear about Joel's early days and how he thinks about bootstrapping his business, paying himself first, and really funding the growth of his business. It's a great episode. Enjoy. So we have somebody, um, her name is Carwana, who's absolutely crushing it. Uh, and she is acquiring customers uh, for, I want to say it's like 20 or 30 bucks. And her program is three to $4,000. It's absolutely bonkers. Listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson. I'm with the one and only DC, Dylan Carpenter. How are you doing today, Dylan? Good, man. Good. I'm excited for this one right here. Yeah, man. Today's guest is, uh, he's been around uh, the info marketing and, and expert marketing space for, for quite some time. I think he's become most known uh, for his uh, power offer. Um and really training a lot of uh, folks that uh, sell via webinars and books and courses uh, really about what a power offer is and how to really make that work with ads. Uh, but he's also the host of two awesome uh, podcasts. One is called Experts Unleash. Uh, the other one is Sold with Webinars. Um, he actually got uh, his, I would say, his, you know, his, his first claim to fame before uh, really talking about power offers was really around... Uh, just breaking down webinar scripts and webinar presentations uh, to like the 10th degree. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, Russell over at ClickFunnels, like gave everybody like the high level formula. Uh, and then, you know, today's guest basically just broke that down to be even more nuanced and more formulaic, but he's also getting his clients a ton of results. Um, you know, safe to say, uh, probably 50 million to hundred million in terms of overall client revenue that, uh, that he's been able to help drive and eight figures in ad spend. Um, so I'm excited to, to, to have in, uh, uh, today's guest, because I think it's also somebody that will be interesting, you know, for the agencies in our audience that, um, you know, to, to really hear about today's guest's journey going from agency owner and, and really, uh, being a slave to client demands to then how he's automated that, you know, entire business for the most part and allowed him to start building a strong consulting business, delivering on his own high ticket courses and helping other people build out high ticket courses. So it's an awesome, uh, it's an awesome story. Uh, so what do you think? Should, should we, should we actually bring him on the show? Let's do it. You, you think he can live up to the hype? I don't know. All right, man. Joel Irway, how you doing? Welcome to the show. What's up, fellas? Great to be here. Yeah, man. I uh, I'm excited to to dive into it. Give everybody a little bit of uh, 
backstory in terms of uh, how you got here and what you're up to right now. Cool. Well, you guys gave me a pretty good, uh, pretty good synopsis of my my journey. Uh, it started out in this game as you know, the webinar guy, whether that was self proclaimed or uh, given <laughs> given to me from from other people, but that was uh, that was how I really got started in the in the digital marketing game. So we run a company called the Webinar Agency, still run it to this day. We're still doing webinars for clients, and we do things called uh, webinars and mini webinars. Um, and uh, really, we are helping course creators and coaches and consultants uh, get their presence online, launch high-ticket courses, enroll, um, you know, enroll clients, and and uh, and grow their business online. That's our kind of uh, that's our stick. And so, uh, you know, over the past you know six months to a year, we've been uh, leveraging some pretty cool mechanisms that we call power offers and mini webinars. And it seems like, uh, both of those have really caught in fire over the past year to year and a half. And, uh, I'm excited to kind of talk about what's, what's working now with ads and what's not working Yeah, man. and open book. So, uh, so I love, I love sharing this I stuff. I feel like, you know, for, for everyone who's listening to this episode, Diving into this rich ad is going to be super relevant if you are selling high ticket courses, if you're selling uh, consulting, professional services, you know, on the back end. And, you know, it's so tempting to get in that space thinking that you have to have this tripwire, that you have to, you know, be able to liquidate and break even on your traffic on, you know, day one. And Joel, you just cut through all that that noise. So I'm excited to really figure out what's working right now. Break down this rich ad for us, uh, for for all the the folks in this this arena. Yeah, I'll give you guys a little context as to what we talk about with the power offer, um, and and I'll I'll give the the backstory behind this. I'll keep it as short as possible so we don't uh, lose your audience, but it has it has relevancy. So back in 2016, I was running, uh, you know, we ran the webinar agency. I was running my own automated webinar to generate clients and generate customers for our done for you services and for a high ticket coaching program. And it was embarrassing because while we were running tons of profitable webinars for our clients, our own automated webinar was the worst performing one. And so I, you know, it was, I, I believed in the expert's curse, which was um, you're too close to your own product. So I hired out coaches. I hired out consultants to help me out. And after a year of beating my head against the wall, it was just not working. Our cost per application was like $400 per, you know, per booked call, which was not really scalable. We were still making money, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't scalable with paid traffic. So um, I, we had just moved into a house that was three times. We moved into our dream home. Uh, our son was born. And I remember laying in bed one night, staring at the ceiling fan and uh, and staying awake. It was 11 o'clock at night and just saying, where, like, how am I going to get more clients? Like, how am I going to get my next client? And I'd been going through everything that we had, that we had done, that we had tried and nothing was working. And so I was reading a book called uh, How to Create an Irresistible Offer by Bob Bly, and Bob Bly talked about this simple customer acquisition chart. And he basically said, the more direct you are in your copy, the less your cost per customer acquisition. And now Bob is 
uh, <laughs> Bob's very smart and his copywriting um, is not as simple as that. And so like the title of that chart is like, you know, brand degradation as content marketing increases, or I can't remember what it is, but essentially what it was saying was the more offer driven your content, the lower your cost per customer acquisition, the more brand driven your content, the higher your cost per acquisition. And this was the big light bulb moment for me because what I was trying to do with my ads and with my funnel was I was trying to get more done for you clients and, and also sell our group coaching program. And I'm like, you know what? I am probably over-educating my market by pushing them through a long form webinar. I would be willing to bet that there's probably people out there who already know about webinars and, uh, and want help with their webinar if I just made them an offer. And so I had never been so sure of something in my entire life. Like after I saw that chart, I'm like, this is the problem. Like, this is exactly what I'm struggling with. I ran downstairs. I, I typed up an ad, which is, which was now the first version of what we call power offer ads. And I hit publish. I published that ad. And I said, I'm not going to check the stats until I wake up in the morning and we'll see what happens. But by the time I woke up, I had a flood of applications. I was now paying between 30 to 40 bucks per application instead of uh, the $400 per application I was paying. And so that was kind of the genesis of the power offer ad. And uh, it was really a game changer for me. And then we started to test it with some of my clients. And then we started getting amazing results for them. And this was going all from an ad straight to a high ticket offer. And, uh, and you know, kind of, the rest is history, but that was really the genesis of the power offer huh. ad. That's pretty darn interesting there. And it's a good concept. It's super catchy. I'm into it. Like, shoot. <laughs> Just cut through the noise, man. Just get straight to <laughs> yeah, it. For real. I, so like, how, how does this work for, you know, in terms of some of these higher price points, right? Like w what do you sell on the, on the back end of that, that offer? I mean, is this, this, this go for like a five, 10, $20,000 price point? Yeah, we've done them for as high as thirty thousand um, dollars. You know, so the power offer ad is kind of like the the first part of it, and the second part is the mini webinar. And so these are hyper condensed, um, slightly educational, but mostly offer driven uh, pieces of of content that you use to attract your high value prospects. Because the number one thing that people value that are willing to spend money is their time. You know, people who value their time over money. That's our target prospect. And that's why we use mini webinars to attract them. Mm. So when we're going after high ticket buyers, we need to align our customer acquisition system and our marketing system. Uh, I, I shouldn't even really say it's a marketing system. It's more of a sales funnel uh, to align with those types of prospects. And so our high value buyers value their time more than anything. So we need a shorter presentation, a basically give them the need to know information to make a yes or no buying decision and make sure everything is framed as, Hey, I've got an offer for you. It's, this is not an educational based funnel. This is, I'm making an offer, click here to learn more. And then we're gonna have a conversation whether or not, you know, you want to take action. So, um, we lead with the power offer, send them to a mini webinar, and then you, you have a, you have a sales conversation at that point. And, um, you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I took seven of our clients' funnels inside of our High Ticket Courses Mentorship Program. I took seven of their funnels and I said, send me all of your stats. I want to know everything that's going on in your funnel. I'm going to break it all down. 
And these people were selling everything from, you know, $2,000 offers to five to $10,000 offers. And what was amazing was we had, I think three of the clients had a customer acquisition cost of like under $150 for these high ticket buyers. Um, And, uh, you know, I think every, all but one had under a thousand dollar customer acquisition cost. And the other one had kind of a broken funnel, but six out of the seven had a, had a very, very good customer acquisition cost for programs that are selling for minimum of 5k. So um, it's allowed people to cut through the noise, people who have been um, educated and, and, and told to do all these complex marketing funnels and lead magnets and tripwires to, to sell their course. And yes, all of those things do work, but the vast majority of the people who are starting up and who are just launching, like, you need to validate your offer first. That's the single most important thing that you got to validate. And so that was the, that's, that's how we've gained such a pretty loyal following over the past couple of years is, is talking about this concept. So I, I feel like the, this is great for somebody that, you know, spending five, 10, you know, 15 K a month, right? Because, you know, you're getting right to the, the heart of your prospective clients. Um, talk to us about, some of the ROI that these folks are seeing, you know, on relatively decent budgets, right? But it's not like this crazy level of scale where everybody's just trying to break even or, you know, put a dollar in, get $2 out. So I'd, I'd imagine yep. the, the ROI here is, is pretty amazing with this yep. type of setup. So if for everyone who's listening right now, I'm assuming you're probably a more affluent marketer if you're, if you're, um, if you're listening. And so I'll give you the nitty gritty. Like I'll give you the, the down and dirty. When we are launching these, uh, it, our target audience, so people who are launching power offers, are people who are validating new offers, right? I'm not trying to break the rules of marketing here. I'm just trying to get people to realize that you have to take the right steps in order. So at some point, you are going to need to do more branding, okay? So your direct to offer ads are going to have a limit on scale. Um, so when you do power offer ads, we have two things called, we have the direct, the short form power offer ad, and then we have expanded power offer ads. When we launch new programs, we are looking for a bare minimum of four X return on ad spend, right? Um, selling these high ticket programs with power offer ads. The range of which we've seen are unbelievably, um, it's a, it's an unbelievable wide net. So we have somebody, um, her name is Carwana, who's absolutely crushing it. Uh, and she is acquiring customers uh, for, I want to say it's like 20 or 30 bucks and her program is three to $4,000. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, we also have uh, a guy, Nick Coleman, who is acquiring at that rate as well. And so he's selling a, I want to say it's a $5,000 fitness program and he's acquiring customers for 30 bucks. So that's on like the unbelievable scale. Like you can't even fathom those numbers. The vast majority of our, our clients are in the like four to six X return on ad spend, right? And so we launch these power offers. This is kind of like phase one to validate your offer, like get those customers, get the people like those, the two to 3% of your market that's ready to make a buying decision now and get it in their face. Like just say, listen, here's what I'm promising you. Here's what we can do. Um, here's a little bit about my process. If this makes sense, let's hop on a call and let's do it. Now you can take this to, 10 to probably 30 to $50,000 per month. But at some point you are going to need to, um, you're going to need to need to take the next step and start doing a little bit more brand building, audience building, list building, and educating that market 
to who's not ready to buy right now. But getting to 10, 20, 30, $40,000 a month, we've seen time and time again, you can get there. You can get to that first level just by doing power offers, just by getting your offer, making more offers to as ma making offers to as many people as possible. So um, that's kind of like what we like to tell people. It, like we don't want them to come in the expectation of I can only do power offers. It's like, no, this is your first stage right. to get your idea off the ground and start getting cash mm -hmm. as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Then go into like scale down your value ladder, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to do tripwires, if you want to do low ticket offers, like you can absolutely do that, but don't do that first because it's going to, it like tripwire offers and low ticket funnels are not for the faint of heart. They require a lot of work and, uh, and they do require an ad budget and, and yeah. marketing expertise. Oh my gosh. I love this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know anybody else that's getting that kind of ROAS uh, for that little of level spend. So also be very clear it is going to heavily depend on your market right so one of yeah. our conversations that we were having before this zach was you know i'm in a very very competitive niche right now the course creator niche right our ads for this niche have gotten increasingly more difficult to be successful in because now number one we see so many people who are just ripping off my ads and <laughs> they're going after course creators trying to take my ad copy and so <laughs> like of course the best marketers are going to are going to be successful so we'll, we'll find ways to to uh to make it work but it's just a very competitive niche so if you're going into a competitive niche like it's it's almost like a double-edged sword like you have to get your offer crystal clear because your offer is what's going to separate you from everybody else and um yeah you know it's it might be a little bit more competitive but if you if you're in a like a completely blue ocean like carwana she's helping people um land government contracts like six figure government contracts <laughs> i don't see anybody else advertising that and uh she's just absolutely freaking crushing it and <laughs> her story is amazing because she was taking the opposite approach beforehand she was trying to build a very very large list and doing all these lead magnets all this other stuff which wasn't necessary for her like she needed to just get her offer out in front of people mm. and once she did that like she's been running her stuff for like six months now and she's absolutely just crushing it so if you're in an if you are in a blue market completely like blue ocean market like mm. man power offers will absolutely freaking crush it for you that's amazing this episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out ad card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, and you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com.
I want to hear about some of these failures. I want to hear about what's not working. Break down a poor ad for us. I want to hear. I want to hear some some failures. Sometimes we learn more about what doesn't work than we than uh, than what is actually working. So break break down the poor ad for us, Joel. Cool. So we um. So as I mentioned before, I'm not trying to rewrite the rule book on marketing. Like we're just putting it in the right order. And so we're at a stage right now in our company where we do have low ticket offers to fill out our value ladder. So the rich ad, poor ad that I sent you guys are actually a version of our power offer that we're running for our power offer workshop, <laughs> ironically. Uh, but it's a version of our power offer ad um, that's doing well. They're both actually doing, um, the two that we're sharing are actually converting very well, but What'll be interesting to talk about is average order value between the two. So uh, the we have a very uh, short form direct power offer ad that's um, that's converting well and has been has been converting well. And do you guys want me to read the ad? Like, how do you want me to 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 do this? Yeah, I want it. Let's let, oh, yeah. yeah, let's do it. So this one is uh, this is our short form power offer ad for the power offer workshop. So it says I used to pay three hundred to four hundred dollars for book calls. Now I pay thirty to forty bucks, and it's all because of the power offer, right? And lucky for you, I recently held a three hour in depth training de detailing exactly how to structure and implement this one to two sentence power offer to generate clients on demand. Um, the results people are getting from the training are extraordinary. One student generated twenty thousand dollars in new sales in forty eight hours. Another person generated over three hundred leads and seventeen thousand dollars in revenue in less than a week. This simple power offer has revolutionized the online marketing game forever. And at 37 bucks, the power offer workshop is the highest ROI investment anyone can make in their business. Get it now before the price goes up. Um, so that's our short form um, ad that is is pretty direct. Now, uh, when we first launched that, it was doing it was doing well right out of the gate, and um, it, you know, it still is converting. Uh, but we were getting, I think cost per sale was around 50 or 60 bucks when we first started that this has now crept up to maybe around i don't know 70 or 80 um but what's interesting is and i wish i could like be exact with this but um we installed some tracking software that was supposed to help improve our ads but actually <laughs> broke our entire funnel so um our tracking isn't necessarily the best so i've just been kind of monitoring this on a day-to-day -day basis but whenever i see sales come in through this ad I'm seeing them take much, they're, they're taking action on um, more of our upsells. So for the past like two weeks, week and a half to two weeks, our average order value for this funnel has been like $110, which is fantastic. Like I'm really, really happy about that. Um, you know, Zach, I don't know if you have more data on, you know, what average order value is typically for these types of funnels, but yeah, from people that I'm talking to in this space, you know, That's pretty $100 good. is doing really, really well. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so we we are seeing a much higher uptake on um, on the upsells with this ad. So the one that's very direct. Here's the price. Click here to learn more and go buy it. Right there, it's higher average order value. We then have a longer one, which I'm not going to read the entire thing here because it's it's rather lengthy. So yeah. we go to a story based ad that the general theme is talking about my lifestyle. Right, it's um, I work four days a week, four hours a day. That's my, that's my deal. Right. And so we kind of had this, this ad that my copywriter wrote that talks about how I'm not one of those 4am hustlers. Right. And it, and it talks about my family. It talks about, um, everything about my, my lifestyle and my work week. 
And so it leads into the power offer. And so it's more story-based and we're seeing a lower cost per acquisition on this ad. And I'm guessing it's probably going to have a higher, a longer, um, a better longevity. Uh, so we're seeing a lower cost per acquisition, but also a, um, a lower average order value. I wish I could tell you exactly what the average order value is, but um, I do monitor these ads daily. And when I see ads get triggered from, or purchases get triggered from this ad, I'm just noticing that they're usually not taking any of the upsells. Sometimes they take the bump, but um, we're definitely seeing a lower average order value with this one. Huh. So uh, yeah, that's those are kind of our, our two rich ads that are that are converting right now. Nice. That's cool, man. Well, onto this last segment, Joel, we're all about uh, helping recovering marketers uh, move away from marketer math and uh, and help them stop rounding up to the nearest million. So what kind of financial <laughs> principle or tip um, advice you could share as you know, you've gone from you know, bootstrapping your business at startup to, um, you know, now building a great income for you and your family. How have you thought about uh, investing in the marketing, paying yourself, uh, reinvesting into the business, uh, and also reinvesting it into marketing? What are, what are some things that you could share with, with the audience? So ever since I've launched, so ever since I got into this game back in 2014, 2015, I've always spent money on paid ads, always. Um, I've just been a big believer of getting my message out there as often as possible. I mean, my, my thinking around investing into paid ads and paid marketing has changed a bit. It's gotten more holistic. Whereas like before I really wanted to get an ROI as fast as possible. Now we're doing more, we are doing some retargeting and some just brand content ads. And, um, I'm going to be talking about that as I get more data, but like we're spending a lot more on, on brand driven stuff along with our power offers and our direct, you know, direct to purchase. But now we're building a more holistic marketing approach. I just want to reiterate, even though um, I'm known as like that power offer guy, like I'm not trying to rewrite the rule book on marketing. So I do do other types of ads as well. So when you see stuff that's out there and it's not a power offer, don't call me a hypocrite. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be very upfront and transparent that it's, there's an order for everything. Yeah. So it's one tool in the tool belt. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I'm only saying that because I have been called a hypocrite. And so that's why every time I go out and talk about it, I just make sure people understand <laughs> what my, my beliefs are. Um, so a financial principle that we have abided by has, you know, back in, I'd say 2014, 2015, when I first launched, I was in this mastermind with, um, with a fellow business owner and, uh, you know, we were, we were starting our own, our own businesses and, and, uh, and for the first six months, I wasn't paying myself at all. I was reinvesting everything into the business. Now, mind you, I was hardly making anything. We're talking like maybe over six months, I made like five or six grand in the business. So like revenue, right? So, um, I, you know, so I was talking to my buddy Jay and he's like, okay, you know, we're on one of our calls. He's like, Joel, how much are you paying yourself? I'm like, dude, I'm not paying myself anything. Like I'm not making any money. He's like, dude, that's a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake. And one of the things that he told me that day, he goes, I don't care how much you're making, but you have to make sure that you're paying yourself every mm. single week or month. Like you're always paying yourself because um, you're setting this precedent that you're not important, that your core values are not important and that your business is more important than your life. And it just, it made it, you know, it just hit me that day. And I'm like, all right, Jay, that makes, that makes sense. So from that point on, I started out paying myself like, either five or 10% of all the sales that I, I brought in. I just put it into 
um, I put it into my bank account or how, I can't remember yeah. exactly how I did it, but I paid myself 10% every single, um, every single sale. And it wasn't much. I mean, you know, we're making a couple hundred bucks a month at most, yeah. you know, I was living off of savings at that point, but from almost immediately when I started doing that, my revenue started going up and I started paying myself more and I started paying myself mm -hmm. more. And then finally I got to a point where I could pay myself like a flat, um, yearly salary. I, I probably started paying myself, I don't know, 20 grand, maybe a year, or maybe it was, you know, a few thousand dollars a month, but yeah. then it just, it quickly kept going up. And every time that I would give myself a raise and I would tell my accountant, like, okay, bump my pay revenues went up accordingly. And so we've, we've held this principle every single uh, you know, now we've we've gotten to a point where I'm not going to pay myself a higher salary. We pay our my wife and I pay ourselves, I think, um, combined one hundred thousand dollars per year. So I think it's like I make 60. She makes 40, something like that. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it is, but combined our salary is one hundred grand. And we don't need that's That's actually more than enough. Like we don't yeah. need any more than that. And so now we're investing like we make other financial commitments. So we just did whole life insurance. So we're doing a $50,000 a year policy. So um, we have set that aside, right? And our income keeps going up. And so this principle of always paying yourself first has led to exponential growth. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's, maybe it's Parkinson's law uh, that says the, um, God, I'm going to butcher this, but it's basically you know, however amount of time that you give yourself, like you're always going to fill it with something like the, what, whatever yeah. void you create, it's going to, it's going to be filled with something. Mm. And I think there's some sort of relativity with that, with, with what we're talking about here. Um, probably smarter minds can put that together or smarter minds can say, Joel, you're a piece, you know, like you're well, an idiot. There's just that so makes much no waste, sense. right? There's just <laughs> yeah. so much waste of investing. And I'm guilty of this as well. Investing in so many things that don't move the needle in profit or really even even in revenue right they're yep. all things that we think that uh move the needle and there's you know a lot of times an there's no correlation uh between a lot of the stuff that you know sucks the the, the profit out of the, the the business so well that's awesome man thank you so much for being so open and sharing about those awkward like early days and um I think that's really encouraging, you know, for some of the early folks, you know, that are just getting started and, and, and thinking about how to, how to pay themselves first. So I got a couple of questions for you as we wrap up. So just a little bit of rapid fire here, but what do you, what do you, what, what's your opinion on, uh, bootstrapped VC or debt in terms of funding growth? Oh man. Um, good question. I'm, I'm probably not equipped to talk about VC, but, um, you know, because it, it's a different mentality, different mindset, and I just don't have experience with it. But um, it, there's pros and cons to both. I see the benefits to to each. But for me, I just I can't I can't envision myself answering to anybody else. And I feel like that <laughs> tends to happen. I know. With what VCs. about debt versus bootstrap? Have you ever you, you ever leveraged debt to, to grow or are, are you just Mr. Bootstrap through and through? Mostly I've been Mr. Bootstrap, to be honest. So, I mean, yeah. the first major investment that we did into the business was um, I, I paid Russell Brunson 10 grand when he first launched ClickFunnels to join one of his coaching programs. Um, <laughs> and we put that on our credit card. But I mean, actually, I can't even say that was debt because we had money. We had savings to pay it off. So um, yeah. we I, I put myself in a uh, my wife and I, I don't, don't want to take full credit because it was actually um, mainly driven from Mary Jo. 
she put us in a really good position uh, to be able to do these types of things. She knew uh, that I wanted to go into entrepreneurship. I wanted to start my own business. And uh, when we first started dating and we first got married, um, we set up our accounts and we set up a budget um, and I paid off all my debt. I had 50 grand in student loans um, yeah. when I graduated college and I paid that off within two to three years most. Yeah. And that was before I got into entrepreneurship. So that was working a job where I made 40 grand a year and then I made a bonus on, on commissions. So I wasn't making a ton of money. Um, I put every cent that I earned from my commissions yeah. plus some to pay off my, my student loans. And, um, and we kept saving and, and Mary Jo was very diligent about, about, um, making sure that we're putting money away every single month. And I was very diligent about paying off that debt as fast as freaking possible. So, yeah. um, you know, I wish I could tell you that like, I'm all for going into debt, but I've never really, aside from my, my college education, I've never really gone into debt. All right. Debt. So there you go. Joel Irway, Mr. Bootstrap. All right. Here's the next one. <laughs> Here's the next one. Is it you care about on on the credit cards or do you care credit, cashback, points, or don't care? So we have a um we have a charge card from American Express that I run pretty much the entire business off of. So we pay that off every single month. So um I guess that would be credit or charge. I don't know how would you, how you would you care, label it. Do you but. care about uh, any of the points or do you? Do yeah, you... I care about it. I, I don't go crazy over it. Like I don't try and maximize my points. Okay. Um, <laughs> There's some, that's, yeah. A, yeah. So you basically just, you really don't care. You just like throw it all. <laughs> you just I like... probably should. I'm, pro I'm, I'm sure I'm missing out on a lot of benefits, but um, I just try to keep life as simple as possible. And um, I've, I've gone into, I've gone down the rabbit hole of trying to like, learn travel hacking and point hacking and all that stuff and it just made my mind hurt yeah so, travel hacking in a pandemic doesn't work you know just for <laughs> oh joel you've been an amazing guest thank you so much man i i really appreciate it i provided honor. i hope i provided for you guys i mean you I delivered like you totally from delivered, a financial man. side I, I don't know if i'm your worst guest because i don't really yeah, dude, no. it's great i think you're, you're you'll be probably one of the hall of famers in terms of highest row as um those are some pretty, pretty awesome numbers. Yeah. Tell, tell everybody a little bit about what you got going on next, what you're excited about, how they can get in touch. Yeah. So what I'm excited about, we are growing our own um, coaching program for high ticket courses. So if anybody wants to learn how to leverage power offers for their own um, course or coaching program, you can go to joelerway.com, check out all my branded stuff there, or go to highticketcourses.com and you can check out all the content there. Or just go check out my my podcast, man. I love podcasting. I have two podcasts myself, Sold with Webinars and Experts Unleashed, which you already mentioned. But those are the uh, those are the spots that you can go check me out. There you have it. Thank you so much, Joel. Yep, you got it, man. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoorhead.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funneldash.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ed book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoorhead.com. To leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.